brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And welcome to the So Very Wrong About Games Transition Summer Spectacular, where I've decided to talk about some stuff while Mark is doing his trek across our grand country of Canada. So we're going to talk about some games that I played this week. We're going to talk about some news that I normally I wouldn't talk about in the podcast because it's not that interesting, but interesting enough that I want to talk to you about it. And then we're going to talk about a topic which is going to be, can games actually be bad? So first of all, games that I played this week. Played some Shards of Infinity in real life as opposed to the app that is on the computer. It is solidifying itself as one of my favorite deck builders of all time just because of its flexibility. You know, it already has the transitioning money system, the cards that you can buy right off the tableau and not have to put them in into your deck. All of these things add up to be a fantastic deck builder. The fact that there's different factions you can sort of concentrate on. Just love Shards of Infinity. Also played some more Spire's End. And I want to go back to Spire's End. I'm going to play it some more. But it's doing something that is a little egregious that I'm not liking. The fact that it has, it gives, it poses these questions. So what Spire's End is, is sort of like a, a deck story game where you play these characters and you get to roll some dice with abilities, but the deck brings you through a story, like a choose your own adventure. And on that note, it'll give you a bunch of options and you have no idea where these options are going to take you. And some might give you nothing. Some might give you something, but even the ones that will give you what you need, that will give you what you need after you've just happened to choose the right thing where you have no context on whether you're choosing the right thing or not, then after that, it makes you take a random die roll to see whether or not, once again, you pick the random choice. Now you get a random die roll. Now do you get the item that you actually need that's going to help you? So I think just that double layer of randomness is slowly eating away and making this game not as interesting as it can be. But on that note, they have a Kickstarter up right now. I think it's called Helga's Journey. It's more of the same, the same fantastic art. 
it looks as though they they're messing around with the systems a little bit. It looks like there's this interesting fishing system and other stuff. So I'm hoping that they're going to take away some of this, you know, double layered randomness. We shall see. Another game we played was Lords of Hellas just before Mark left. We got to play a big game of Lords of Hellas. And what was great about this is that almost every player was on the threshold of winning. Complete an entire monument on my next turn had Mark not, I don't want to say swooped in. It's not as though he did it out of nowhere because there was no way for us to stop him from killing the the last monster. There would have been a way had there only one monster come up but unfortunately there was two monsters and there was no way I could keep him from both never mind a chance at keeping him from one we had uh, Huey that was about to have all of the temples and Dewey that was about to uh, control two whole land masses and the fact that it was all you know cascading at the very last turn made it just a really good game always have a great time playing Lords of Hellas great miniatures you're building these giant monuments and like i just talked about there's so many ways you can win so you can change up the way you play every time there's this terrible you know break pump during the games where you're you have to stop and either do fights or stop and you know have these combats with monsters or stuff like that but other mechanisms are, are so well they're going to have another kickstarter as well coming up where they're going to have like a sister game so i'm hoping they're going to address some of these problems so we'll see how that goes. Also revisited Carnegie. It's a Kickstarter that's supposed to be fulfilling later this year. It's on Board Game Arena. I was worried that I'd sort of played it out on Board Game Arena and that when the Kickstarter arrived, I, you know, would be tired of it already. But no, it comes with so much in the box, so many different ways to play it, so many different avenues. You're, you have these different buildings that allow you to... It's, it's, a, it's a very hard to explain, Carnegie, because you're putting meeples out on the map that you're going to pull back later to get your income and you sort of have to make sure you spread them out because you know they're the different quadrants of the map when someone takes an action just it's only going to score a certain quadrant and if you don't have guys out on missions there then you're not going to get any income so you sort of have to figure out what actions people are going to take and make sure you've populated that area and all sorts of different ways to get victory points check it out carnegie it should be something that will go to retail. We shall see. Now on to the news and why it really doesn't matter. So, well, we're here at Swag HQ and I'm going to ask the crew how they feel about Mark's sudden disappearance. Why are you here? We're not playing today. Uh, I were doing that recording thing, remember? I was talking about, I sent you the email. How did you get my email? It told you not to contact me directly. Okay, I'm sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. All right. We're doing that thing, you know, because Mark left, and I wanted to ask you how you felt, you know, about Mark leaving and... and what Mark? The... You mean that guy that shows up with you? Where uh, did he go? On vacation or something? Okay, never mind. Forget it. Forget it. Is is Huey here? Huey? Oh, these are those stupid nicknames I told you not to call me that on your little stupid show. Jimbo? Jimbo hasn't left his room in days. Jimbo? Jimbo, are you in here? Why, why is it all dark in here? I, uh... I'm playing uh, playing Spirit Island with Mark. Jimbo, Mark's not... Bonjour, je m'appelle Mark. Jimbo, that's a sock puppet. Next, we're going to play Street Masters. I'm playing Grill. Grill's cool. Okay, I'm out. Well, there you have it. Those are the deep-seated feelings here at Swag Headquarters and how we're all dealing with Mark's disappearance. So, 
we've played Dune a couple times here on the podcast. We weren't overly enthralled with it because it, you know, supposedly was a deck builder, but not, not so much, but now they're going to have an expansion. So I'm hoping this, you know, infusion of more cards will make it a little more interesting than it is right now. We shall see. So a new expansion for Dune, the card slash board game. Now I talked a couple episodes ago, or maybe the last episode about how Gray Fox dropped the ball with uh, Force science, but stronghold gave them a nudge and said, here, hold my beer. I'll show you how you really drop a ball on a launch of a game. So terraforming Mars Ares expedition has so many issues with its launch. Like one, I've already said the fact that they use the terraforming Mars name in the title and one that's just confusing to people. And two, it's, it's falling into the problem where it's constantly being directly compared to terraforming Mars and it's just a completely different game. And so it's not a fair comparison. I shouldn't say it cause I haven't played it yet. Just from what I've read the rule book and watch playthroughs and, and other reviews. And it's just not a fair comparison. It's like, well, this doesn't have what terror. Well, you know, they don't need to be compared. And the fact that they called them the same is the fault of why it's being compared so directly. And the fact that they, instead of waiting for the backers to get their games, they let it go out into target. So thousands of people have the game before any of the backers, lots of controversy, lots of things going back and forth with terraforming Mars, Aries expedition, looking forward to playing it. We should be allowed to go over to the state soon. So if we don't get it in the local gaming store, I can head over to target and pick that up and we'll give it a try. Next up, I'm sure, I think we've talked about it before, On Mars. A lot of people like On Mars. Eno Tools art is fantastic. Uh, it is also getting an expansion and coming back up on Kickstarter. I, I don't want to say this is one of those, here's an expansion, so we put the game back up on Kickstarter. But expansion does not look too large, but there you go. It, so if you don't have your copy of On Mars, now you can get the Kickstarter for the expansion and get the base game. Machi Karo 2. So Machi Karo is sort of a tableau building. You're rolling two dice and you're sort of sort of like space base. Machi Karo, all the same sort of idea. You roll the dice, Catan, same sort of feel. Roll the dice, score the cards that come up, sort of build your your tableau based on you know what dice you think are gonna come up. So Machi Karo 2, whole new game. Hopefully fuse. I've never owned a Machi Karo. I remember the few times that I played it. I enjoyed it. Nice light gateway interesting little game number two will be out soon and lastly we have a large-scale cooperative fantasy game called the artisans of splendid veil which is going to be released in the second quarter of 2022 this is coming out by renegade you can check this out on board game geek the artwork is right up my alley i'm hoping that the game will be on par of the art we shall see and that is all of the news that I have and why it doesn't matter. So now on to my topic, which is going to be, can a game be bad? So this is sort of inspired by a video on YouTube that I watched that's uh, put out by Board Game Co., where I think the title was whether or not good reviews can be bought. So I'm not going to be talking about that video nor commenting on it, or this is not what this title is about, but it came up in the comments. And I remember a bunch of other comments that I had before about, about negative reviews and the fact that no game is, you know, really bad. So, you know, how, you know, what's the point of negative reviews type thing. It's all, 
about opinion. And I'm just here to say that those comments are stupid and those people are dumb because now if your game is a uh, entity in a vacuum, sure, you cannot say that that is a bad game, but that's not the case because, you know, we here live in reality where games have a thousand games to be compared to tens of thousand games to be compared to and hours and hours of sorry years of gaming experiences to be compared to like even if it has a subgenre like teen vampire deck builder that's a roll and write with a skirmish element you will still find probably seven games that you can compare that to so we have here on the podcast have stated multiple times that even though we think a game is bad, it can still be fun for many reasons and still be worth playing because a bad game and a game that is fun or enjoyable are too complete just because the game has a bunch of bad elements in it that tip it, you know, that sort of stack up and tip the scale into it being considered a bad game by us doesn't mean that it's not worth some merit and having, you know, fun to play. Now we've talked about this before games that are bad that we enjoy playing so i'm not going to go start you know listing off all the different games this is just to say that in overall arcing's thing saying games can't be bad because they can be we have a library of games and years of experience that people can compare them to and therefore come to the conclusion that guess what someone has already designed a game like yours and it's better so get good that wraps it up for me michael walker we will see you next time here on So Very Wrong About Games. I would like to thank FOS for our intro and outro song. You can find us on Patreon. You can find us on Twitter and Twitch and our board game guild, guild number 3236. We're also on Facebook, all over the medias, all over with the, you know, the young kids and their, and their click clacks. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.